Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Let's see. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Oh, cool. Okay, then then that's good. How are you doing? Um, I'm having a tough go. Okay. Did you forget that we had a meeting? Or? Say again? Did you forget that we were we were meeting today? Um, yeah, I just had it on my calendar wrong. Um, uh, but I can go. Uh, um, I can go find a place to talk. Okay. So, give me a second. Sure. I'm at my office, so people are always looking for me. Of course, yeah, hide someplace. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, having a hard time. Uh, I, I feel like I can't breathe most days. Like I've almost got something like caught in my throat. Uh, I uh, I went uh, out with a few of my college friends and for a couple of days on a boat and. Uh, uh, I can honestly say every single person I care about, other than Jennifer, so my mom, you know, this goes back a couple of years, all my buddies from college, one of my buddies' wives, uh, every one of them says Jennifer's not good for you in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm struggling with that. Yeah. Um, you know, she is uh, very focused on what she's got going on, obviously, uh, including her kids and uh, uh, changing her job and all that. And, you know, continues to try to reiterate the fact that she did all this for me, which I don't uh, in any way agree with. I think she did it for her, and she reverse engineered me into the equation. Um, you know, so honestly, I'm like, uh, I was trying to sort out yesterday, like what the root of the feeling is, and you know we've had the conversation about being stuck and feeling like I'm basically at her mercy. Yeah. Um. I I actually I think the feeling is actually betrayal. Hmm. And. Uh, um, I'm not sure it's all being betrayed by her, but I think um, she's certainly a part of it, and I can't, you know, deny the fact that, um, you know, her working to get closer to her ex-husband, even after all the effort and time I put into this relationship, and, you know, that I, I'm um, frustrated with that. Um, uh and, you know, her even thinking it's okay that that's normal. You know what I mean? That that's, um, you know, so like I said something a week ago or so, I'm like, she's like, what do you think we need? And I'm like, I, I'd like to go on vacation with you. And her response was, well, I was thinking about a vacation next summer with um, to St. John's. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And, uh, and Chris and, you know, my ex-mother-in-law, she didn't call her even her, her mom, which is her ex-mother-in-law and the girls, and maybe you could bring Nick and Alex. And I'm like, no. Oh, thank you. Um, and 
I don't understand. I thought, you know, North Carolina was good. And um, like she needs that for her, and I respect it, and God bless her for it, but that's not my life, and it's not a life I want. Um, I want somebody who's dedicated to me. Um, and I, I don't know how to get between here and there. Okay. So what would it feel like, Gemma? What would it, like, just consider for a moment, what would it look like if, because this, this has been a process, and I think you can, you can see it. And just like a grief process, you know, there's stages, and there was a stage where you felt both with, I would say more with your life, Jennifer, you know, it's of course part of your life. So it had a similar, you know, and I'm going to invite you to tap even if it's in one point because as we're talking, so something is going to come up to you. And, you know, we're going to, I notice this a lot as I tap, you know, I, oh, that's why I tap even when, you know, for you, uh, I get just ideas, insights, I get a sense, you know, I get a deeper understanding of what's going on. As you're talking, what I'm getting is that I want to gather a tiny bit of perspective. So since we've been working together, what I noticed is that you decided to, like, revamp your whole life. I don't think initially it was your idea to say, you know what, things are not working, I have to redo everything. And that's basically what you did. So, you know, you change jobs, you spend time, you know, gathering your thoughts and yourself and and your your energy, your feelings, and everything. Then you decided, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, you explored. You look into different options. You move several times, and you landed in a place, Vermont, which seems like I keep on hearing. And of course, I bet it's not perfect, especially when your emotional turmoil is present. But it sounds like it's a, a good, healthy environment for you. Is that true? Yes. And not only that, but I think that you've been navigating Nick's transition, your connection with Alex, even your ex and your parents in a very, quite a healthy way. I mean, you're not perfect. You're never going to be. Otherwise, you won't, you know. But um, and at the same time, what I noticed is that in the beginning, in terms of Jennifer, you were furious. Uh, you were absolutely furious, and and that was it. it and what I what I want to say is that in this process and all the different stages, it makes a lot of sense. Every stage needs to happen in order to move to the next. What I notice is that yes, you are, you're still kind of frustrated, but it sounds to me that you're more sad, and you're more like, well, you know. You're reaching moments of acceptance of this is who she is, this is what she has, this is what she provides. At times, you you know, you still get pissed, it doesn't work, this is ridiculous, whatever it might be, because, of course, the energy is there. Because what I would, what I would hope, and I want you to just picture this for a moment, is that you start... Remember we were talking last, I think it was last time or a couple of times ago that we talked and I said, you know, I hope that you sign up for the, you know, start doing your life. Start creating your life in Vermont. Develop friends, go golfing, 
you know, just have a buddy or somebody that you can go to, the, you know, a jazz festival or whatever, you know, or, you know, Nick comes over and you do that or, you know, take some, some class or something that is interesting to you. Just, just develop your life so that your relationship with Jennifer, it's to you what it is to her because she has her kids that seem to be priority. In second instance, it's her ex and his mother. And of course, all the turmoil of the moving with the new house and the job and blah, blah, blah. And yes, you're there, you're part of her life, but you're not number one. And if you were to communicate calmly and totally full of acceptance and peace, I'm curious if at one point she may say, well, you know what? This, this is not going to work like this because if you think about it for a moment, when she has so much going on and you are the satellite, right? Like you're, you'll go around her, you, you know, figure out how to see her, you're the one that is there when she's done with the kids or whatever else and she has time available, given that she had a job, she didn't have a job for free time or whatnot, you were there, but if the dance changes, where she's, you know, having her life and you're having your life. And if she's not starting to move towards you and you don't do that as much as you used to do, things are going to simply just move on. But So her way to combat that is to uh, fight me verbally. And that, that's and okay. What, 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 so what does she say? That you're not that interested anymore and you're not available? Yeah. What does she yeah. say? Why don't you want to be engaged anymore? And I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to live my life. I'm, you know, I have a job in Vermont. Like she, she was down for part of um, my birthday this weekend. Um, so it's the first time she's been to Jersey in a year and a half. Complained the whole time. Didn't get there until nine o'clock at night on my birthday, even though I basically asked her not to do that. I said, listen, if you're going to be there at nine o'clock at night, just come Saturday because. Um, but she did it anyway. Um, and then she's like, well, why don't you come uh, see me Sunday? I'm like, because i got to go to Vermont. Uh, i got a big week this week. i got the board coming into town. Um, and she was mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what's confusing about this. I have a six-hour drive to get to Vermont. I, I have to be in the work tomorrow morning. I have a lunch appointment that I need to prep for. I have the board coming in this week, and I'm not done with my material. That, that's my life. So what happens, Jim? Just I want you for a second to imagine that she gets upset, and that's okay. But that's okay. She can, because this is the deal. Just I want you to, as much as possible, just take a step back, meaning literally, like, well, not literally. But, I mean, you, you I can do I can't distance myself from her. I can't let her just be upset. And I okay, don't know okay, if it's okay. my mom. I, let's, let's I, look at that. Let's look at I that because that's huge. It. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So like, like, and to... in my rational mind, I mean, if I could vent for a second, I know she's being a fucking lunatic. Like, I know it. Like, um, but you can hear the agitation it already creates because it's on yeah. me to fix it. Okay. But I don't want to fix it anymore. You know what? Call your fucking ex-husband. Let him fix yeah. it. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Okay. Just, just, let's, let's just do this together for a moment. I have to fix it. Just reply, re, yes, tap and re, re, uh, repeat after me, please. I just have to fix it. 
I have to fix it. It's my job. It's my role. I cannot let it go. I can't let it go. I don't want to. I don't want to fix it. And it's infuriating at times. It's infuriating at times. But I have to do it. But I got to do it. I was trained for it. I was trained to do it. And I cannot let it go. I can't let it go. I want. I want to. I want to let it go. But I can't. But I can't. I have to do it. I have to fix it. I have to fix it for her. I have to fix it for her. I have to fix it for Nick and for Alex. I I have no anxiety about fixing it for them. But you have to, don't you? Um, that's a different. Uh, I have to because nobody ever fixed it for me. Uh, so that feels more like a responsibility. Okay. So I don't resent that, but I do resent fixing it. I I don't always resent fixing it for Jennifer, but I'm the cumulative effect of always having to fix it for her. I now am starting to resent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but it's it's like, is there a sense of Let's let's make it bigger. I want you to make it so big that it's like, do you have a sense that you have to fix it at work? At work? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you have a sense that sometimes you have to fix it for your parents or for your mom? Yep. Okay. Is there anything else that you have to fix? Do you have to fix uh, the world in any way or at least talk about it in a way that you have to figure out how to fix it? Do you go into that place? I mean, I... I... Uh, I put myself in circumstances from a leadership standpoint where I take on bigger problems that I try to fix. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, I, I just have to do it. I have to do it. I cannot let it go. It's just, it's just like it's part of who I am. Because who would I be if I don't fix it? Can you hear me, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Who would you be if you didn't fix it? Let's look at that. This is... Notice what's the first thing that pops up. Don't try to figure it out or analyze it, please. What is the first thing that comes up? You have to fix it. A bomb. A bomb. That's it. That's it. That's it. You're going to, okay, you're going to just be a bomb. You're going to be homeless. You're going to be, like, just totally worthless. You're just, you're, you're going to be nothing. You don't fix, that. that's what gives you a sense of value and a sense of identity and significance. Is that true? I'm going to be almost like nobody. I might as well not exist. And there's a part of you that believes all that. I believe it very deeply. Okay. Now, Jim, that's the part of you that it's just... just what, what part of you is that that believes that's all that? That's independent part of me. Yes. It's a codependent, and it's also the part that has been that is hurt, and that needs that 
that like sense of like, you know, you exist as long as you're useful to others. Otherwise, what's the point? Now, I want you to, you know, use your, but like your heart if you can for a second. Is that really true? Because your mind is telling you, bombarding you with all this stuff. But is that really true? In my rational brain, I know the answer is no. Yeah. Um, in my emotional makeup, um, I believe the answer is 99.9% true. I can't get, I can't get rid of it. So I'm going to ask you, do you want to? Do you want to change? Not get rid of it because it's going to keep on coming, but this is how it goes. It's this part of you that somehow gets concerned and even afraid that if you don't, you're not the helpful person, then, then what? And who are you going to be? Um, I mean, I don't have an answer for that. And I think, um, I think when you say you need to define your life, uh, I think it's actually deeper than activity. Um, yes. I think if I have to make choices for me, mm-hmm. um, on, you know, values and, um, Uh, and not break them uh, because I'm um, I'll get can I give you an example so I kind of made a vow to myself about a month ago two weeks ago like Mm -hmm. if she asked me to do something with her and Chris and the girls I was going to say no and um, a week ago or something like that I'm like, listen, I got Saturday. The kids are off with their mom. Um, I can come down Friday afternoon. I'd really like to do something with you Saturday. And what um, what ended up happening was I went out on the boat with her, Chris, and her girls. Oh, God. For a day. That was my free day without my kids. And yeah. what makes it worse is I had made that vow to myself. So not only was I pissed about the day, um, and that fact that I let her talk me into it, the fact that I'm wasting my time and, you know, that's not something, you know, if you asked me to top 50 things I could do with the day, that would be 51. You know what I mean? It's yeah. about as well as it gets. Yes. Um, and then I, on top of all that, I, I broke a promise with who I wanted to be. Okay. So have you, this is what I think would be really huge, Jim. <clears throat> Write down what are your values. You have, you have like a very clear list that I want to, actually it would be really cool <clears throat> if you can do it. I prefer, it's always better to write by hand, but I, it would be cool if you can do it on a computer so you can actually really tweak them and just have some core. What are your core values that are non-negotiable? 
And by the way, of course, I am going to mention Coda again, right? I don't know if you're doing anything with that or has, has that fallen by the wayside. No, I, I mean, that should be a part of who I am. And, um, and what I'm working on, uh, but I, I write it down in my journal almost every day that I need to learn something about it or spend time on it, and I don't do it. Okay. So let's start with the values. Let's start with your values. And whenever you want to, you can go back to that email that I sent you, I don't know how many months ago, about the, the I know I bombarded you with questions. Do you remember that? Yeah. You could just choose to even, you know, I have to tell you something. There's times when, for whatever reason, you know, if you're just feeling kind of defeated or you know, tired or frustrated or whatever it might be, or just stressed, it's like, a, you know, I'd just rather just watch a show or, you know, go for a walk, whatever. So I do these tapping, but I don't think I've ever done it with you, which is extremely simple, but it works. That's why I do it. So I start, let's do it together for a moment, karate chop point with me, even though I don't, I don't want to focus on this. Even though I don't want to focus on this? Because I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. And I am not totally convinced it's going to really help. Uh, I'm embarrassed by it. Ah, Okay. How so? Tell me a little more. Just step to the point and t- tell me. Um, it makes me vulnerable. Yeah. And what could you define? Tell me more about that. So what happens if it makes you vulnerable? I don't want to take you off your path of what you're trying to do. Um, okay, you're right. <laughs> Good point. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But that's a huge one because if you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable... It's extremely powerful. We'll get back to that. I'll just roll it down. Okay. So just tapping through the points. It's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Do it. It's not going to, I'm not going to answer those questions. Say again? I'm not going to answer the CODA questions that Laura sent me. I'm not going to answer the CODA questions. I, it's probably totally useless. I know it's not useless, but it's- <laughs> Um, it's probably useless. I'm, it's probably not going to change how I feel. Probably not going to change how I feel. And it may even make me feel worse. It may make me feel worse, I'm more vulnerable or more um, sick. Yeah, I, and I, I want the opposite of that. I want the opposite of that. So I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it. Even if it's one simple question. Even if it's one simple question. I don't want to answer it. I don't want to answer it. This one question has so much power over me. This question would have so much power over me. It would just like ruin my day or my it evening. It would ruin my day. It would ruin my evening. It would ruin my evening. No way. I'd rather just have a beer. Easier to have a beer and watch a movie. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not even one question. Not even one question. So take a breath and notice if there's even a 
even a 5% of an opening to a, like, you know, one question won't kill me. Is there any, a little bit yeah. of an opening? So that's it. That's I call refusal tapping, which is we're just totally honoring that it's like, screw it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. I refuse to do it. This one question could just bring me down even further. I'm not going to do it. And after that, it's like, oh, whatever. I'm one in charge. And then even out of rebellion, I just tend to do it. Um, but it does have a deep sense. So, Jim, you are already in a vulnerable place. You're pretending that you're not to the world, but you know, and I know that you are. And this is kind of a, a shitty place to be because you are, it's like, just like that puffer, you know, puffer fish, and yeah, you're trying to be cool, that everything is kind of, have you been, so it's, I'm guessing that you've been talking more with your, with your mother or with your buddies about Jennifer, or they just spontaneously said, you know, I, we don't think that she's a good one for you. Well, how did that? Um, so I, I released a little bit and told some stories about the ex-husband and some of the stupid shit, and, um, mm-hmm. and one, my one friend, uh, who, um, you know, he called me his brother, uh, his name's Mouse. He's like, listen, I've been waiting for a long time. She's selfish. Uh, I thought she was selfish from the very beginning. The fact that she's doing that to you is insane. You don't want her in your life in any way. Get the fuck rid of her. And he texts me every day and says, have you done it yet? Jim, the one thing that is, I find that is really huge is that you're, what would you need? Because there's a part of you that we both know you don't like to be alone and you don't want to make yourself feel right that you're going to end up alone. Remember that whole story? Yeah, I mean, so my, his wife, um, so the other thing he did, he has a sister in Vermont uh-huh. and he texted his sister and said, uh, Pie's breaking up with his girlfriend. Uh, you need to hook him up with some girls in Vermont. And his sister was <laughs> texting pictures of these girls. Oh, Pie! I love Pie. Here's here's Christine. She's the CEO of the company. Um, like I, I know I'm not going to end up alone. I think the alone thing is a metaphor for the bump. Um, and uh, I think. My perception of the codependence is that I'm visible by being of service to other people. The reality is I'm actually invisible, and it's just a, a proxy. Um, and the reality of becoming who I want to be based on my values, you actually become visible, which terrifies me. Um which is a whole different problem. But, um, no, 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 no. I have to tell you, it's the, it's actually the issue, okay? I know that I'm, 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 I may have said this before. For charismatic leaders, you and I, being visible is terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Because, and I'll tell you why, and this is, this is the part, Jim, that I would love for you, because... What is the part of you that is terrified of being invisible? Just consider it and just 
I want you to tell me age-wise because it's not the, you know, 40-some-year-old. Are you 50 already? 51. I turned 51 Friday. Oh, so you're 67 like me. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't know we were the same age. The same, yeah. Uh, so what – it's not the 51-year-old that is terrified of being wow. invisible. Who is who is and just he's really really just freaked out about the possibility. I don't know. I mean, I my that says very young three four two three four two three four yes because what happened when you were visible something happened. I just uh, I. I don't know. I don't remember, but I mean, my reaction would be I was alone. But yeah. I, I was told I was a problem. Um, they told you I made Little League before my brother, right? Say that again. And you told me you, I, I, I was the youngest hear. kid picked in Little League, and my brother was 18 months. And I think I was picked like five or six in the draft. Have a, they used to have a little league draft back then. It was the full participation trophies. Uh-huh. And um, and I think my brother was picked significantly later than me, even though he was 18 months older than me. Um, and my parents told me not to make a big deal of it. I remember that the other day. Wow. So you got picked and he didn't. Is that true? Yep. yep. And, they, and that, that's it, because... What would happen if you made a big deal of it? My brother would feel bad, so I should feel good. And then I remember basically not wanting to try hard at baseball because um, it would make him feel bad. I was taught basically to be less than I could be because it would make him feel bad. Yeah. And is it is it okay for you to tell that five or six year old we still air them or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a weird noise. Um, how would it be for you to tell that five or six year old? What would you tell him if he was your kid? Not your parents are wrong. You should do the best you can always. John's good at things. You're good at different things. You guys are very different people. You don't have to be the same person. Go do your best. We applaud you and support you 100%. And you deserve to... And we're going to take you out for ice cream because you deserve it. Cool. Okay. That's it. And you can... See, that's the thing. This is what what parents do. So is it it okay? Is it okay for him to really be visible and be be the star of the team and really do well and just, you know... Just like really enjoy the fact that he got chosen. Is that okay? Yep. Is there still any part of you that feels like you cannot really, you know, show up to I mean, show off too much or be too big or whatnot because somebody else will feel bad? Um, I think part of uh, part of me has been. Um, Submarining my own success because of that same issue. Yes. Yes. 
So what see this is this is where it would be so cool to I, I would love let's see for a second, even though let's do a little version of these. See the key here is the following is that there's there's a part of you that was trained and you just found out, right? You just like got in touch with it very clearly. Which, by the way, do you remember when we first started working together how you couldn't remember a lot about your childhood? Yeah. Interesting. That happens a lot. So, see, what happens is that the, the healing takes place here in your mind. We allow, you allow, that five, six-year-old to be so empowered, so sure, you know, so clear and so secure in himself. Like you said, you know what, mom and dad, I'm sorry. I don't want to make my brother feel bad, but I have the right to feel good about this. This is not about, you know, my brother John not feeling bad. This is about me feeling seen and feeling appreciated, validated, and celebrated for who I am. And that is okay. It has to be okay for me to be who I am. It has to be okay. And it is okay. Because you never got a chance to say that. Nori, I don't even know if you actually have said anything remotely like that to your parents today, even though your relationship has been shifting, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I will say things like, listen, that's not good for me. This, this is what I need for me. Like, I'll be very... I'll be much more vocal than I ever have been. Um, Great. Have and you stand up for my kids. Uh, but I don't... Um, I put them in a place uh, more where I, I just feel bad for them and I don't... Um, I feel bad for them. And, you know, I feel bad for my mom because she's still... There's a lot of similarities between my mom and Jen. They're, mm-hmm. They look, they both seek attention and um, and need to be uh, heard, um, even though they purport to be supportive. Um, and when they feel invisible, they uh, get very agitated. Um, uh, and then I feel bad for my dad just because he's, um, becoming increasingly less capable. Um, mm. You know, so it's more, I'm more, I'm, I guess, processing the fact that, you know, there's, um, the relationship's changing a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, the age is helping me have a stronger voice, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And that's exactly what we've been working on, believe it or not. Is, yeah, for you too. But also having a voice, this is, this, is a, this is really key. If you remember anything about this session, having a voice does not have anything to do, Jim, with pushing people away, with being angry, or with being mean in any way. It's about being clear being confident, and being compassionate and caring. So it's like you're caring towards yourself. Just imagine this for a moment. And I really would love for you to listen to this, this, at least this part again. If you care for yourself enough, that you create that list, and I would love to see it, create that list of your values, 
I imagine that's something that you may be wanting to do. Is that true? Yes, I want to do that. Okay, so create that list of your values and please send it over to me. So you care enough that you're going to create a you know a list of your values and then it's that list, you make it as long as you want and then it's going to be distilled to like five key things that are non-negotiable. There are certain things in your life that are like non-negotiable. That's it. So from a caring place towards you, you can be clear you can be caring about others, you can be compassionate of whatever situation they're in, and you can really be confident expressing yourself if you do it in a way. Like, you know how many times these days, my mom, my parents are also aging, and sometimes my mom does things that are really hurtful. And I don't think it's her intention, but it just blurts out. And so I say, you know, I, I put a gentle and loving boundary. And I said, you know what, mom, that's what you just said really hurts them. It's not, it doesn't work for me. What's, what was your intention? And then she's like, she can, you know, I, I give her the, the, the space to think, and she's like, well, I just want to protect you or I'm scared for you or whatever it might be the case, you know? So the, 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 the dynamic shifts drastically, and it's really becoming a much more healing and loving relationship because I'm not allowing her, in this case, to say something that is going to hurt me and then I'm going to resent it which creates distance. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not, a, you know, it's not that you're going to do whatever your parents want. So it's a different way. And I know that it's not... When we were talking about activities last time, Jim, is that sometimes you go into a space where you feel you get, you get low, you get kind of depressed, and you actually kind of isolate. Well, kind of. You isolate. So my invitation was start having some activity. Just go out. Just go out. But I am 100% with you that at least it's about an, in, an inner process of you being okay with being vulnerable at least with yourself. And that does not mean that you're going to be like, you know, crying in a corner and doing nothing. It's about like, okay, what what is it that, you know, you're made of? Because you are very, you have a ton of strength. The one thing is, your desire for visibility is in conflict with your fear of visibility. And that's the whole thing here. Yep. Because your codependence, what it's really doing, I have to tell you, your issue is not codependency. It's a symptom of a deeper, a deeper conflict in you and you escape. See, you want to be visible. You want to be, you, you do want to, you want to be seen, right? You want Jennifer, you want, you would like Jennifer for you to be a close second to his, uh, to her daughters. And as soon as the daughters move, move out, then you're number one, not number four or five or whoever, whatever comes up. You want that in your relationship with her, in your primary relationship and in life. You want to be visible. You want to be seen. So on one hand, you want that, but there's a part of you that is kind of that is scared of it. So you find this other way of being that doesn't allow you to be visible. So the the, the codependency is a is a coping to prevent you from being visible. Yeah. 
take a breath because I feel like I just dumped a bunch of stuff on you. And tell me what's going on. Just take a deep breath. Um, I, I, I mean, I, it feels good to have some of it out. Um, I still don't completely feel in control, um, which I think is what I kind of need to go try to get. You know what I mean? Um, I yeah. What does it describe control to me? Because that's one thing that you always want to. You want to manage things and you want to be in control. And I have to tell you, there's a lot of stuff, especially your emotions, that you cannot be in control of, or that you can understand. But so, what is it that you really want to be in control of? Say that again. What do you want to be in control of? Um, a plan. Um, I just I want to feel like I have. Um, I feel uh, rudderless. Um, like you know, however Jennifer says I'm supposed to feel, or however she feels I'm supposed to feel. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, you know what. You know, what she says works for her this week, you know, is what's going to end up happening, you know, to my schedule. Um, yeah. So you, like, you want to be, be in control of your own life? I, so I, versus, you know, the alternative is obviously that, you know, I have a plan that um, I was listening to a book yesterday, and it said you should write a letter to yourself six months from now, describing the person you're going to be, and um, and basically do it every six months, so that you're saying no to short-term temptations that are not aligned to what you want to try to accomplish in that period of time. Hmm. Um, and I don't feel like I have that plan. I don't even have the plan for this week much less for six months from now. Yeah. So, what would you like to be six months from now? Can you just dream for a bit or just consider for a bit? What would you like, what would you like to be? Six months, we're talking December, right? December, January. Yeah. Oh, the other side of the holidays. Holidays are a mess. <laughs> I don't even know the answer to it. I mean, I what I envision is that, you know, somebody wants to be a part of my life, which basically means Vermont and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that I'm enjoying time with Nick up here, you know, if he wants it. You know, he come down on a Sunday and um, watch football with me and do laundry and, you know, hang out if that's what he wants. And, uh, Spending time with Alex, um, you know, when she has time. And, uh, you know, I would like to be more active. I'd like to be healthier. I would like to be 25 pounds less. Um, I'd like to be in touch with my friends on a more routine basis and the people that I, you know, um, you know, I know are there and love me and, want to help me and you know I'd like to 
still be friends with Jennifer. I don't want to ruin that, but I don't want to be, I don't want that dictating my life the way it does right now. And what will you need to do today? So since that's pretty clear, that's, that's actually very clear to me. What would you need to do this weekend, next week, in order to take the very smallest step towards that? This week's hard because of the board meeting. Um, yeah, so let's think about next week. You have the board meeting. This is the focus. So, And the board meeting is happening Thursday, Friday. When is it happening? Thursday and Friday. Okay. I mean, an example this week would be I stay here Friday night and I work out. I don't go get in the car. That would be an example of something that would um, support, you know, my life. Um, You know, the answer is have somebody here Friday afternoon so that I can go decompress with somebody here. Right. That, That would be my ideal world. And if you don't have that someone, I mean, you could invite someone, definitely. And if that's not the case, what would actually help you make the decisions to stay Friday? Because sometimes, like you say, we do need a plan. You know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I got that one. So it sounds very clear that Friday night would be very important for you to stay exercise and go out, maybe go out for a you know, hike or something. It's probably going to be gorgeous. What, you know, how can you arrange it that you invite someone to do that? Could Nick come over? Is Nick away? Is he, where is he? Yeah, he's home. He's home with his mom? Yeah. Okay. Could he come up? Yeah, I... I... Um, I know I close myself down to these ideas. Um, I mean, I could technically invite Jennifer. She would say no. Um, I could invite Nick or Alex or both. I could go see my parents, I guess, in Lake George. Um, Because that's only a couple hours away. And, you know, use the boat and some other things like that to do it. Um, Yeah, like, see, this is this is exactly it, Jen. I want like, what what does it feel like? I know that there's a little bit of resistance because yeah, because the answer is the only time I get to see Jennifer this week is Friday night, and the only option we have to have a relationship is for me to drive to Connecticut and you know help her run her fucking kids around and do a bunch of stupid shit that um, deprioritizes me. So this weekend, would you be willing to give yourself a little space and invite her up and see how that happens, if it happens or not, how that, you know, how that plays out? Just play it out for just a second. Let's see that you say, you know what, I ha- I just, I'm having the, the board meeting Thursday, Friday. I just need to stay decompressed and just um, do some activity, you know, some movement instead of getting in the car for six hours. I would love it if you would come up. It would be so cool. And she says, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I cannot make it. I'm like, oh, 
it's such a, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, it's such a bummer, and bummed, I wish you could make it, and like, and I totally understand, you know, you have stuff down there, blah, 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 okay, okay, so you call Nick and Alex, and say, hey, you guys, do you want to come out? And if for whatever reason they cannot make it, you go over to your parents, or you invite a buddy, like his wife or something. What happens when you think of that? I I give up. There's no way out. What, what is it that you give up and that there's no way out? I don't um, feel like expending emotional energy to fight Jennifer. Um, she'll tell me I'm horrible at scheduling. She'll tell me she just did a bunch of shit for me on my birthday. So. Uh, tell me I'm deprioritizing our relationship, you know. Um. So, Jim, I want, I want to ask you a very important question. What happens, why is it that you keep on believing everything she says instead of what you know is true for you? I, I, I mean, the, the fact is I put myself in this position and I continue to do so. So, like, I didn't think about what, what would be good for me Friday after a really stressful week in a board meeting. Yeah. And, um, but look, but hold on a second, hold on a second. It's Monday morning and you can change that. So you're already going to Sunday or next Monday even uh, as if it already happened. So I understand that that's the tendency, but you're not a train out of, you know, just like completely out of control. It's Monday morning. You made this appointment, and I want you to just just sit with it for a bit. It doesn't. You don't have to make the decision right now. And maybe six months out, you you know you write that letter. But what if you actually can write that letter to Jim next Monday? What would you tell him? Stop. Can you, Stop right. being a fucking victim. That's a very good one. That's good, and also give him some tools. So what would that mean? What would that look like if he stopped being a victim? What kind of stuff he could do? What can he... And it's like... And I, but just, just, just notice. Really notice. And another thing, Jim, let me look for a second. But I am pretty sure... Uh, well, I'm, I'm guessing... What time is the, are the board meetings uh, on... Like Friday, it's like starting super early. It should be done like two o'clock. No, I'm talking early in the morning. Do they start like at eight or um, nine? Nine, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you may, you probably would be prepared because we could potentially meet uh, Friday, Friday at eight. That could be a possibility. I, I need to be here to get the room set up. And all that makes that. sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, so let's let's. Uh, Let's see if, I mean, it could be a possibility to meet Friday afternoon. I have to look again. Let's see how. But I I know that you have a big week, a big week ahead. But I also, you know, so your work is going to get done. I have no doubt you're going to be prepared. I would love for your emotional well-being to be in a place that you can focus on work knowing that you're taking care of yourself. And the coming weekend is going to be, relaxing instead of adding more resentment yep. to the pile. Okay, so 
in the free moments when you're absolutely done, you know, uh, with preparing and whatnot, you need a break, you know, you can, if you need to, grab that beer and sit and write. Write your values, write what is it that you want to be, you know. If you could look ahead, I want you to remember as if you were, this is, this is actually a cool exercise that is, is really fun. I want you to write a letter as if you were remembering what happened the weekend that is coming from the perspective of Monday. And it would be something like this. Something like, wow, that was really cool, you know? Nick and Alex ended up coming. We went to the lake, and that was fun and relaxing. It was easy being with my parents. And, man, did I, did I enjoy being relaxed after such an intense week. That was the right thing to do, and it was just easy. That was good. And Jennifer was a little upset, and she probably won't die from it. It's called, it's called remember, Remembering the Future. Just try it and reach out to me when you have a moment, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.